Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and, and this is key, the Fire Emblem franchise, because we've got lots, lots to discuss tonight. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, quite a busy week this week, you know. Uh, not not that anything big happened, not like we uh, watched a brand new Nintendo Direct on Tuesday and it opened up with a new Fire Emblem game coming out in about four months. <laughs> yeah, not at all. We've just been waiting uh, quite a while for Fire Emblem to get its uh, its time in the, in the spotlight from Nintendo once again and uh, yeah, kicked off. The latest Nintendo Direct, which uh, I think we had a seven-month drought. The last one was in February, the last proper one. Um, yep. And that one had, uh, I don't know if it was the first thing, but it had the new Fire Emblem news in there, too, when it announced Three Hopes. Oh, that's, yeah. Which, which based on the new banner we got this week, seems to be when they started working on Heroes uh, for Faith for it. Yeah, yeah. Again, Lots to discuss tonight, and it's all connected. Uh, so we'll go over all of that in the next hour or so. So look forward to that. And as always, we'll kick things off with the banners. Running right now is weekly Revival 19 and 37, Scions of 12 running until the 23rd, Legendary and Mythic Hero Remix going until the 25th, To Stay Dreaming goes until the 28th, New Heroes and Rearmed Lif, or uh, I guess it was uh, pronounced uh, Leif in the in the trailer that I was watching, or the Faye channel, I should say. That goes until I October. I thought you 5th. pronounced it Leif, but that's fine too. No, you're right. It is Leif. You're right. <laughs> yes, that's why I was like, I was trying to remember how how it was pronounced, but it is Leif. You're right. Um, that one goes until the fifth of October, and then you've got Bite of Flame going until the sixth of October. Now, Eddie, uh, since we last talked, there was a uh, the special heroes banner, Bite of Flame. We talked about the heroes. We didn't get a chance to summon on it, so we've got lots to chat about tonight. True. And in, in the, well, no longer the last Fae channel, they mentioned, or was it a Fae channel for that one? Either one, right before we got info on the Bite of Flame banner and did not get a chance to summon on it, uh, but uh since then, you know, since we last recorded, I did summon on the Bite of Flame banner, and of course, I did manage to get everyone, because I'm crazy like that on special banners. I uh, don't remember what in, uh, you know, exactly what order I got for all of them. Um, a bit bad about that. I probably should try to make notes as I'm doing the summoning or put it in here right away when I do. Uh, but I did get five-star Rinka on the free summon, and on the way to the spark, I got a ring with a... Duotana, a Mew spell, and a four-star Rinka, as I showed off in the, uh, showed in the Discord as we were discussing that banner. Uh, by the end of the summoning, I had a plus two Tana, a plus four Rinka, a base Mew spell, and Lin. Uh, though Lin is a speed moon. Um, I also dived into the uh, new Rearmed Leaf banner, uh, the new heroes in Rearmed Leaf, and along the way got uh, some boosts and pity breaks. Uh, of note, I did get an Astrid, who was new to me, Mr. when she first came around. Uh, but of the units on the banner, I got Chez to plus two. Leaf, technically to plus two, but I've only used one of his inheritances. So I have two Leafs in my barracks, saving that last inheritance until I can use it properly. Uh, Hilda, I got to drop fairly early, but she had like an HP boon, so I kept uh, 
summoning on greens, and uh, I think I even used one of the sparks on her. Uh, eventually ended up with a plus speed boon Hilda when clearing out the pity rate. Uh, Monica was the other spark, so uh, she is a neutral. But I did get all four of the ones on the new banner as well. Wow, you've been busy. You have been yep. busy. That's good. Uh, for me, I I think uh, last episode I said, oh, I didn't have much summoning, but I would have some summoning uh, for this episode because I was reactivating Bay Pass in order to do a couple of sparks. And I did spark on the Thieves banner before it ended, which I had, uh, I don't I don't know why I had a bunch of summons built up there, but I did. So I kind of wrapped that one up and I got, uh, I sparked for Layla uh, or Leela and then moving over to the new special heroes banner um the bite of flame banner i got rinka pretty quick so that was just in normal summoning probably uh could have even been just off the first ring obviously i was i was uh trying to summon lynn so i think i might have just uh not had the option to to go uh, blue so uh, i went with the red orb so i got rinka pretty quick that was a five star even though she is a four star hero on the banner and uh yeah and then i ended up having to spark for lynn she didn't summon normally so i i was sparking uh on that banner now along the way i did get a bunch of heroes um they might not have all come from that banner they might have again i didn't take good notes this this uh between the episodes but uh, i got um the original moose bell so not new uh bite of flame moose bell i got farina and ronin so two random heroes that I th- I don't I think when did these guys get added to the game? Um, so I have them now, and just today as I was uh, continuing to uh, poke away at the new banner because I am excited that they've added the three uh, hopes heroes to the game. Uh, I got Hilda, and and as I wrote it here, I, I wrote Hilda, Hilda, Hilda. So um, so you got three Hildas? Okay. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. I, just, I was just cheering for Hilda. Uh, what was it? Uh, um, oh, it was in the in the newest Faye channel when Faye was chanting Hilda. I thought that was the, uh, the best part uh, of the okay. Faye channel. So there you go. Uh, I did I did get Hilda, five-star Hilda, just uh, randomly off the banner. Um, I think that obviously we'll talk about the heroes uh, shortly, but I, I, again, I, I so many um, great heroes to summon for these past few weeks uh and again yeah in yeah another lynn alt i mean i don't know if we talked about it in depth last episode um oh no we did yeah we did for sure because i think we counted them so yep she's the eighth lynn i believe yeah crawl cry from last week yeah that that rings a bell so you know another another lynn added to the uh collection i did have to spark so uh, for the hero, which, which is, you know, it's, it's a lot of summoning. So right now I'm like running on empty in terms of orbs. And I don't know if I want to like skip on the three hopes banner now that I've gotten, um, you know, the, the, uh, the free shes through quests. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know what's, I mean, I, I should probably start saving for Halloween banner, which is likely to start in just a couple weeks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, not, not before we record next time, but, uh, you know, since we are continuing bi-weekly for the foreseeable future, I'm going to try and adjust how I do the upcoming events, at least. Maybe trim them down a bit. Uh, but the main things of note is we're getting a new Bound Hero battle for Sir and Muspel with a banner for it on the 24th. The next Legendary Hero will arrive on the 29th. 
Uh, during the rest of the time, we have various skill banners and a few revivals, including the uh, Splendid Soiree and Performing Arts special banners, with the Performing Arts one getting the Special Heroes special rate on it. We also have the usual end-of-the-month end stuff, such as a new round of Heroes Journey and a voting gauntlet. Uh, but on the rare side, we have a return of tap battles with the Driven to Madness uh, illusory dungeon getting an encore, as well as a new round of three Heroes quests coming. So Very all good. that should be out before the third. And a few of those skill banners, uh, I think we have two skill banners that will start and finish before we next record, because those rotate out fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think... I don't know if this might be a mistake. It feels like it feels like we this next resplendent hero should be out sooner, but uh, I might double check on that date. But the next resplendent hero is going to be Faye Divine Dragon. Uh, she is going to be uh, in an outfit inspired by Moosebell, uh, and she's I have listed here she's going to be available starting uh, October tenth, but that feels too far out. To be honest, no. She's the one starting on the twenty fourth through the tenth, right? So okay, thank you. So September twenty fourth is when uh, she will be available for uh, yep. Faye Pass. Ephraim is the current resplendent one. Faye will be coming in on the twenty fourth. Yeah, I knew that sounded wrong because I was like, no, we since we've moved to biweekly, we've had a new resplendent hero to talk about every episode. So this feels too far off. <laughs> Um, so there you go. Next resplendent hero is Faye in a Moosevel uh, inspired outfit. Yes. And like I said, I couldn't remember for sure, uh, but I'm pretty sure we had a Faye channel that introduced the last batch of heroes. Yes, we did. Cause it was, uh, yep. was it, it wasn't the brave heroes. So we've had three Faye channels or am I yeah. weird? I mean, maybe it wasn't a Faye channel, but I feel like it was cause there was something cause wasn't it? Oh, you know what? I can't believe we're doing this. Uh, it's <laughs> my fault. I should have looked it up. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there wasn't. Yeah, a maybe Fae it channel. wasn't a Fae channel. I'm looking back. We don't have discussion of the Fae channel, but we did get the. I guess we just got the trailer right before we recorded. Yeah, but there it was, was the day of. two during August. One in at the beginning of the month, and one uh, the um, midway to announce the Brave Heroes. And surprise, if you thought you had, uh, we had another month before Faye came back, she clearly had other plans. With Leaf being a new type of hero, they had no idea was was coming. I'm pretty sure everyone thought he was just going to be an Ascended Leaf, uh, like we got Ascended Fjorm and Ascended Legion last year. Uh, Faye came out to introduce us to that new type of hero, the banner he would be on, and some updates coming to the various modes in, in the October update, as well as a mini celebration for the new hero type. Joining Leaf on his banner is the first batch of heroes from the three from three hopes, including Shez and Shez. Though Shez is relegated to, relegated to quest reward status and will be in the three to four star pools in the future. I uh, need to check exactly which banner that starts on, uh, as well as Ascended Hilda, Monica, and Holst as a Grand Hero battle unit. Although I heard some talk over the uh, when this got announced that some people were unsure if three hopes would be getting banners. I personally, with the popularity of three houses, never thought they were not going to eventually do banners for them. Uh, maybe they would have left Shez out, but it felt like, you know, this one was far more connected to the rest of the wor uh, Fire Emblem world than Warriors or Tokyo Mara Sessions. So. Yeah. It's a, 
it's an interesting conversation point because, you know, obviously there's a data point in that the first Warriors game was not necessarily ignored, but from a banner perspective was, was certainly ignored. I mean, you could say it was ignored. The characters in it, most of the characters in it were getting in the game, but that's because they were in other games. The None of the unique characters for that specific game ever got into the main game. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Three Houses is so popular that, as you said, for them to have an excuse to revisit Three Houses and promote a brand new Fire Emblem game, even if it is like not traditional Fire Emblem gameplay, um, there are characters that we'll talk about tonight that I feel maybe revisiting Hilda, like I think revisiting Hilda, it's, it allows you to, because she's a resplendent hero as well. Um, it makes sense in that, like, while well, she's connected to the other character, uh, Holst, that's on the banner, and in the same house as, as Monica. Um, so it kind of all connects, and it, it allows them to basically say, okay, like, we've got, you know, three or four characters from Three Hopes that we've put on this banner. Mm-hmm. Let's have a connecting character as well from both Three Hopes and Three Houses. Obviously, all these characters, either you're, except for Shez, uh, is mentioned or exists in, in Three Houses, but obviously Three Hopes presents a very different story for for some of these characters. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there are definitely characters like Holst and Caspar's uh, father, Count Burgley's, that were talked about in Three Houses that we never saw. So, I mean, that and the new outfits for all the students who already are pretty popular i feel uh i thought there was no chance they were not going to cash in on that in here yeah 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 for sure and i mean i i'm actually surprised that we got it uh this close to launch i mean honestly like uh i mean i mentioned it earlier in that um if you look at the brave heroes it generally takes roughly six months in change to uh, take heroes from, you know, starting on them to being finished with them. So it kind of feels like they got the info in um, when the banner or when the trailer got released in February, started working on it, and here it is now. I think part of the reason people thought they weren't get- we weren't getting a Three Hopes banner was because we didn't get one at launch like we did with um, Three Houses. Uh, we at least had the Byleths dropping right away. Uh, but I think we had like Byleth and the three original lord or the three lords that dropped pretty much as soon as the game dropped or shortly or sometime around that. There was a launch bonus because if you pre ordered yep. or purchased. There was a launch bonus know. for uh, one ver- male Byleth and then female Byleth was on a banner with, um, you know, Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri, if I recall correctly, in their student outfits. That sounds right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, uh, it's, it's good that they're, it's good that they're here, and and I think, um, I think you could see them revisit Three Hopes, uh, in Fire Emblem Heroes again when there's DLC to promote. Uh, I think that's another good avenue. So, and to veer off into a bit of speculation, and none of this is confirmed, just based on what we've seen, I think there is a good chance we will get, uh possibly an Alir bonus like we got with Byleth uh, for the new game that was announced. Uh, because those leaks that happened a couple months would be roughly six months from when the game's coming out. Six to seven months. So, Yeah. 
Yeah, that, I, I think that's an that's we, a good we, prediction. Yeah, well, well, we can go over that more in Outrealm Gate if you want. But before we do that, we do have that uh, new type of hero that was announced in the Fate Channel. Yes, yeah, still plenty to talk about before we get back to uh, the Nintendo Direct announcements. But we do have rearmed heroes in the game now. We have a new hero type, the rearmed hero. The concept behind these new heroes is that they have unique arcane weapons that can be inherited by other heroes. Unlike other weapons slash skill inherits, the rearmed hero does not disappear after use, but they can be used as a source ally. Or sorry, they cannot be used as a source ally a a second time. Uh, You'll see an icon on the hero profile showing if the hero has been used to uh, be inherited or not. Uh, Keep in mind, if you're merging rearmed heroes, be sure to use them as a source ally and inheriting before merging, as rearmed uses do not stack. So if you have two rearmed heroes, you merge... Well, right now, if you have two uh, leafs and you merge them, you still only have, like, the ability to inherit that uh, weapon and skill once um, from that... Well, if you forget to inherit them before you merge them, but that's why I currently have two two rearmed leafs in my barracks. I used one i think i ended up giving it to um uh winter uh manuela gave her a nice new sword and then uh merged that one that had been used into another one to verify that i would still get the uh ability to re-inherit or inherit the second time um i actually saw uh phoenix master one did a video where he tested a bunch of stuff and like um It'll actually refresh the ability to inherit if you uh, use one to inherit and then inherit one who or merge one who has not inherited into the new one. Okay, cool. So as long as one of the two being merged has not yet inherited, you will be able to inherit that those skills again. Uh, so you're saying that was a good way to give one rearmed leaf or rearmed hero a bunch of good skills. Uh, send them all to one hero, then merge them with that one being the one that stays and be able to pass off all those skills yet again. So that's good. Now that, uh, that that's a good thing to, uh, to note. Cause um, yeah, you want to make sure that it kind of works. Uh, it works in a way that like you might accidentally, you know, merge the wrong one. I mean, you're still merging into one yep. hero, but that is, that is good to know. Um, like also uh, along along this note, when they add a new thing, they'll have like a sort of celebration login bonus and quests. So they have that as well. Um, so you can collect dragon flowers, heroic grails, sacred coins, divine dew, and you know stamina potions and a bunch of universal crystals. If you still need them, if, they're there. As for well you. as a couple of spare chesses. That's or true. A couple of the female chesses. Yeah, I but. didn't. Uh, I didn't realize female ches was part of those uh, quests. But- I'm. Might technically be a different set of quests, but it is part of the whole thing, I believe. Yeah, but. yeah, it's good to note because I don't know if we had it in right. here, but lately I've been using a lot of stamina potions, so I could use more of those. The universal crystals I've had maxed out for a while now. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, we did also get a version update preview for October fourth. A couple modes will be getting updates to them. All the forms will be getting revivals, starting with the Tokyo Mirage session sessions units getting a revival. During these revivals, new skills will appear that weren't around when the first run of the event happened, and there will be a focus banner for the units where 
uh, in the event, uh, which will include a spark. Like the new hero revivals, we will get to pick who the next Hall of Forms revival will be via Twitter. Binding Worlds will be getting a record of who helped you, uh, so if you want to see that info, uh, you will be able to pull that up uh, with the next update. And lastly, Favor Battles will be getting boosted favor gain on the weekends, and there'll be a special rule that'll be easy to activate of level 40 no support that you can use during them. So, Cool. I mean, Hollow Forms will be nice to have newer skills on those units. Uh, the other two are kind of mad to me because... You know, I don't really like PvP, even this version of it, so I have yet to touch Favor Battles. And not sure I desperately need to know the list of people, but I guess if you wanted to try and friend one of them, that might be an option in there. And those that want it, it's great that they're adding that option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this is just um, it, it, technically a preview of the next version update. I don't think there'll be a bunch more for this one. This is likely to be a smaller one. Yeah, but these are probably the bigger things going on than it's all the usual stuff the uh forges or the you know preferred weapons indoor uh reforging abilities and other stuff like that Mm -hmm. for sure uh well let's talk about the new heroes uh also revealed in the fey channel new heroes and rearmed leaf the latest fire emblem warriors game three hopes is getting some love from intelligent systems featuring heroes exclusive to the Musou game and revisits from three houses. Eddie's going to kick it off with Shez. Yes. Shez, rising mercenary. Mel Shez from Three Hopes joins the game finally as a red sword infantry unit. He wields crimson blades, which gives him speed plus five. He attacks twice, and at the start of combat, he gets bonuses based on his HP. If he has 20% or more HP, he gets a special boost of one per attack. On top of that, if he has 40% or more health, he also reduces damage from the foe's first attack by 40%. He has a new bulwark skill called Speed Defense Bulwark, where if the foes do not have pass skills, they cannot move through adjacent spaces if their range is 1, or through spaces within 2 spaces of him if their range is 2. And it inflicts Speed Defense minus 4 on foes during combat, and heals him for 7 hit points after combat. Uh, he rounds out his kit with Moonbow and Tier 4 Attack Speed Oath. So, hmm. Yeah, it's good to see uh, Shez arriving in the game. Um, and and again, like uh, cool of them to add both the... They've been doing this more and more with the Avatar characters, like adding them at the same time. I, I don't even know. I can't even think of an example where they actually split them up, to be honest. Um, yep. There's not like a... I guess, I feel like maybe Corrin... I think Corrin was included at the beginning. I can't recall if both versions of Corrin were not available at the beginning or um, they added the second one or whatever. If But I think for the most part, they generally do uh, avatars at, at the same time or close to each other. But the special ones, they don't always do together. Yeah, I think that's where I'm getting confused is the... Uh... The legendary and or mythic versions of these characters. I can't remember if they did it with Chris, but I think with when they add their first version, they add both at the same time. Yeah. Which is why there's a part of me that's expecting a similar thing as with Byleth, uh, where we get one version of Alir on uh, as a bonus for buying the new game and one version on a banner somewhere near the release. 
I think that's likely. That is likely. Um, well, next up we have Monica, favored vassal. Monica from Three Hopes doesn't meet the doom fate that we know from Three Houses, as after being kidnapped, she is saved by Edelgard. Uh, Monica is a blue tome infantry uh, hero wielding wind genesis. This accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one. At start of turn, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed plus six and desperation to unit for one turn. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat and inflicts penalty on foe's speed slash resistance during combat equal to 11 minus the foe's max special cooldown count value times 2. A minimum penalty of 3. If foe does not have a special skill, penalty is equal to 3. She has a new skill in the B slot called speed slash resistance tempo 3. This inflicts speed slash resistance minus 3 on foe and neutralizes effects that grant special cooldown charge plus X. To foe or inflict special cooldown charge minus X on unit during combat. Rounding out her kit is Glimmer as a special attack slash speed ideal four in the A slot. We don't actually know the fate of Monica from Three Houses, though if Kranya needed her alive for the disguise, which seems likely, otherwise why wouldn't she kill her right away? Um, her most likely being abandoned wherever they were keeping her when Kranya got killed, uh, assuming her they didn't kill her right away when Kanye got revealed, does not suggest that she had a happy ending in that game. Although I will note that in Three Hopes, she does have an interesting personality. It's kind of like, what if you take Hubert and replace all his charming qualities with a psychotic obsession for Edelgard? At least that's how she comes off to me so far. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Um, I got the vibe that she was, she was very much uh, gone uh, in three houses, like they they strongly imply it, but we don't actually see her. We just find Kranya pretending to be her, right? And the fact that they had her locked up in a dungeon in Three Hopes suggests that for some reason they needed her alive at least for something. Maybe they were I, trying to get some details of her relationship out of her, but yeah, I got the sense that once Kranya took over, Monica was no longer alive. But um, it, besides, she doesn't show up in three houses outside like i don't think we see so the monica in three hopes we don't see that monica in three houses that's Kranya, right correct we never yeah. see the real monica in three houses yeah they never actually tell us what happened to the real monica right you know the only reason i'm saying that we don't know for sure that she's dead is other than the fact that we never saw the body is the fact that here, Kranya's already kidnapped. Kranya and Tomas have already kidnapped, or Kranya and Solon have already kidnapped her. So why was she still alive? Why not just kidnap her, kill her, and be done with her so Kranya could pretend to be her? Right. Yeah. Uh, Eddie is, uh, is, is bringing up Walking Dead rules. If the character doesn't die on screen, there's a chance. So I, I respect that. I respect that. I mean, it's not just Walking Dead. It's a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. True. If you don't see a body, they're not dead. And even then, you can't be sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, but I'll say this about Monica. Uh, when I played, when I first played Three Hopes, I was stoked that they brought back Monica and they made her uh, a main character, uh, at least in the playthrough that, I, that I'm doing. I was excited to be, see her brought back. And then I played... Uh, at least a couple chapters of um, 
Black Eagles route. Uh, what, Crimson Wildfire is it this time, I think. And, um, you know, got got a couple of her uh, uh, support conversations. And, you know, like I said, it feels like you take Hubert, replace all his charming qualities with a psychotic, bordering psychotic obsession with Edelgard. Yeah, she's very obsessed with Edelgard, but she's... I, yeah, yeah, that is a very good point. I never really thought about it until now, but they're very alike, those two. I mean, there's a conversation with Hubert where she talks about doing things, but even then she's tinging it with a, you know, doing things in her own realm as her, you know, responsibility as the daughter of the Baron Ox. But even then it's tinged with a bit of obsession with Edelgard. So it seems that her primary personality trait is being obsessed with Edelgard. Yep. Yep. So. For sure. Uh, what about our uh, yet another Hilda being added to the game? Yes, the next unit is Hilda, Helping Hand. And for the four-star focus unit, we have... Oh, wait, there's no four-star unit on this banner. And instead, we have an Ascended Hero in the slot. As Hilda gets an Ascended version, dressed in her outfit from Three Hopes, and is a Green Axe Infantry unit, complete with a fancy new badge to identify Ascended Heroes on the uh, screen, the photo profile screen, whatever you want to call it. She wields the Fuming Freikugel, and now we know why Ryan left this unit for me, <laughs> uh, which accelerates her special by one. At the start of the turn, Her for allies within two spaces of her, if their defense is greater than her defense, or she has not entered combat during the phase, uh, confusing wording, wouldn't at the start of the turn none of them have acted? Uh, maybe the second option is if the uh, first one did not trigger when the ally goes into combat. Uh, it grants plus three to the four combat stats, attack, defense, speed, resistance, and reduces damage from foe's first attack by 20% to those allies during combat. Grants those allies that. At the at the start of her combat, if she is not within two spaces of allies uh, with defense greater than hers, or she is not adjacent to any allies, she gets attack, defense, plus six, and reduces damage from the foe's first attack by 40% during combat, in deals damage equal to X percent of her speed when her special triggers, with X being calculated as her max cooldown count on her special times 10 plus an additional 20. And this does exclude AoE specials. She has a new skill called Velocity, where if her speed is greater than her foe's speed, it reduces damage from foe's attacks during combat. And AoE specials, excluding worker specials, of course, if that mode still exists, by the difference of the two stats times four, up to 40%, and neutralizes uh, effects uh, that inflict her with special cooldown charge, uh, minus X. She also comes with Lunar, Tier 4 Attack Speed Solo, and Joint Drive Speed. And looking at her kit, with all those speed-boosting things, it looks like that plus speed uh, held I ended up eventually getting uh, might be the best choice for her boons. Mm-hmm. Uh- I'll also say this. I think that uh, in terms of them using three hopes as an excuse to give us more variations of three houses heroes, I really like the look of a lot of the characters in three hopes. And I would love to see them give us variations of, of more three houses characters. I know they haven't done all or any of the war arc characters in three houses. So there's a lot uh, there might be a from? couple that would be considered war arc uh, outfits, and but that's mostly on brave heroes. Yeah, brave and, and even then, I'm not legendary. sure if they're exactly identical. Right. 
Yeah. So again, like it, it on that sense, it's kind of weird to see them moving to three hopes as like, okay, here's, uh, here's resplendent Hilda. And we don't have war Hilda yet. It is. And it isn't. Cause if you look at the timing, uh, three hopes is two years after, uh, the Academy arc, whereas war, war arc is five years after the Academy arc. Hmm. You know, even though the three hopes version will never become the war arc version per se. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I mean, what you're saying is there's room for them to do all three. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Um, yes, definitely room to do all three. And I do not think they're going to wait until they get all the three hopes versions out before they start doing war rock versions. Cause that would mean there'll be no three houses banners for the next couple of years. No, I, I would honestly think we get one, maybe two, three hope banners in the next year or two. And that's probably it. I, I don't know. I mean, they've been pretty steady about doing the three houses stuff. Uh, the banners might not. I think the banners might be a little more often than most others. I could see them rotating it where it's a three houses and a three hopes. Because I think they view three hopes as an extension of three houses. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It's uh It'll be interesting to see uh, how they go, but you're right. Like they're kind of running out of games to pull from. And I actually, I kind of expect at least for a bit there to be kind of a drip feed of three houses or student three hopes units. Like maybe each one will have an ascended three hopes or three houses student. Uh, Whereas I think they'll likely be focusing on the new looks for or the newer characters. Like um, we still have. Count Burglies, we have uh, Linhart's father. Uh, you know, I have a number of other characters that were added specifically for here. Uh, Rodrigue was playable, and we don't have a Rodriguean game, so I could see him showing up. Right. So, But are those characters as popular as, I'd say, like, Holst is the one that comes to mind, is, like, people wanted to see that character just based on, her, uh, on his relation to Hilda and all the stories you're, you get. You're right. You're right, since they haven't put Holst in, they'll hold off on all of them. No, I mean, oh, no, I know Holst is in here. I'm just saying that when you look at Three Hopes, the, the characters you listed are like, uh, you know, there's a lot of other great characters. Are they very popular? I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll put in a couple of them, but uh, I mean, Linhart's father, it, and I don't know, it's fine. <laughs> they don't need to add him. Or not I Linhart. Mean, um, what's the other guy? No, Linhart's father was there, Casper's father as well. I'm trying uh, to think of the father who's. It's not Linhart. What's the guy's name? Felix's father, Casper's father. No, the the annoying guy, Lawrence's father. Oh, yeah. I I haven't encountered him much. He's annoying because I haven't played the golden or golden deer version yet. So right, but well, we'll we'll see what what happens. You, you know, you're probably right. They'll probably. Uh, They'll probably get and those heroes. In maybe there. they'll limit it to one or two of those in the future. Like maybe just the GHB unit will be one of those new ones and they'll focus on students. But I kind of feel like, you know, I guess Holst is the obvious one that people have been begging for. I think Count Burgley's would be up there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talked out uh, about a lot. Uh, so maybe they'll wait for others and maybe only do one or two of the new ones now that they got Monica and Holst and both the Chezes in. But Right. Um, yeah. before we, we, we move to the next hero, a yes or no question. I mean, it, it would be considered spoilers. So that's why I only say yes or no. 
In terms of Three Hopes, and I think I've asked you this question off air, are there other characters similar to Monica where it's like a student character brought in to join the team that wasn't present in Three Houses? Student character, no. Not that I can recall. Okay. That's what I was thinking. But there are obviously a lot of other characters, you know, related and stuff. Then again, I don't recall any other students that were, you know, really around. Right. That's a good point. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about Leaf Arcane Blade. Leaf is a warrior who was sent to attack Asker as a minion of Hell, ruler of the Realm of the Dead. Uh, after Hell was defeated, Leaf was freed from the Realm of the Dead's influence. However, when Ganglot claimed power over the realm in Hell's absence, she charged Leaf with a mission of her own to kill Air. Leaf is a red sword cavalry hero wielding arcane. Yeah, see, <laughs> and, and he blamed me for giving uh, him Hilda, but now I've got this one, which is El Jo Jo El El I believe they pronounce it Eludnir in Eludnir. Thank you, and it was it. You're right. It was in the video. Eludnir. Uh, I only have to say it once. So Eludnir. There we go. Accelerates a uh, special you trigger. Say it three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one at start of combat. If units HP is greater than or equal to 25%, inflicts attack slash defense minus six on foe during combat. Unit makes a guaranteed follow up attack. Foe cannot make a follow up attack and inflicts special cooldown charge minus one on foe per attack. Only the highest value is applied and does not stack. He has a new skill in the A slot called Attack Slash Defense Clash 4, where if unit or foe initiates combat after moving to a different space, grants bonus to units Attack Slash Defense during combat equal to X plus 6. X is equal to the number of spaces from start position to end position of whoever initiated combat to a max of 4. If X is greater than or equal to 2, neutralizes units' penalties to Attack Slash Defense during combat, Rounding out his kit is Open the Future as a special, Deadly Balance in the B slot, and Attack Slash Defense Menace in the C slot. So our first rearmed hero yes. here for some fun with uh, Leaf is back. I mean, we kind of saw this coming. He was featured in the Tempest Trials well, stuff. We knew, like I said, we knew Leaf was coming, but we kind of figured he would be the Ascended Hero because last year when, um, you know, uh, Fjorm and Legion got a new outfits uh, as characters we already knew they came in as ascended heroes so we just kind of figured he's got a new outfit and a new weapon so he's going to be an ascended hero but turns out he is a new type of hero and i will note something we have not mentioned before is that rearmed heroes will not be entering the normal summoning pool so if you want uh rearmed leaf you need to grab him on this banner or wait till he comes back again hmm any like, was there any announcement of how rearmed heroes would be reintroduced, or in terms of resum or summoning nope. them? No, no mention of that that I saw. Maybe mm -hmm. there'll be special banners uh, adding yet another special banner in. Um, you know, only thing it says is that uh, I was trying to pull it up. But I don't. I don't remember them saying. Will not appear in normal summoning events, but they may appear in future summoning events. In such event, note their appearance. They may appear at a different rarity or higher appearance rate. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll say this about the art. He looks really cool. 
Um, and I mean, both uh, Leaf and Thrasher, when they were first introduced, they had really, really cool designs. Um, probably one of the more unique looking heroes uh, from Fire Emblem Heroes in terms of their, their you know, see-through skeleton and stuff, although that's not as much present here. Uh, but... Yes, he's covered up his uh, bones a bit. Yeah. But he's got a, his armor is is very uh, it's got a lot of skeleton and bones and stuff. Yes. So it, it looks really great. Honestly, I might have to uh, reconsider how I'm, you know, saving my orbs. And as you said, like, who knows when we'll be able to summon Leaf again? I mean, it might not be until we get another rearmed hero and, and they have some sort yep, of special it- banner. Could be that when rearmed heroes come, the other any other rearmed heroes will be on that banner. Maybe not. Who knows? But he's not going into the regular summoning pool, so we'll have to wait and see how they return them. You know, they they same thing happened with the one normal duo hero they released, which was I think Duo Ephraim. You know, he was not added straight to the regular summoning pool, and then we never got another one in the normal pools. They just are in special banners. Special hero banners. So we do not know when he will be coming back, but we do have uh, another unit. Uh, it will be coming back quite often as Chez, Keen Mercenary, shows up. Female Chez was not ignored here and joins the game via quest for the Rearm Hero Celebrations as two five-star copies of her uh, Green Axe Infantry unit. She wields the Crimson War Axe, which gives her speed plus three. At the start of combat, if her foe has foes have 75% or more health, she gets attack speed plus 6. And based on her uh, HP, she also gets cooldown charge boost 1 per attack if she has 20% or more, and reduces damage from foe's first attack by 40% if she has 40% or more health. Uh, as a future 3-4 to four star unit, she does not have any new skills, but does come with Glimmer, Life and Death, and Dull Clothes. Um... Dull close. Yes, close, not close. Because mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, you know how that skill works. Or maybe yes. you don't. But um, And I did look it up, and she will be starting in the 3 to 4 star pool when the special heroes for next month uh, launch. So with the Halloween banner, she will be in the 3 to 4 star pool. Very good. Yeah, and I mean, you know, her art, I mean, very similar to obviously in-game, but also uh, male Shez as well. Uh, she yep. can only see out of one eye because her hair is uh, similar to male Shez positioned over top of her eye. <laughs> um, again, not sure but, how that works in combat, uh, but more power to both of the Shez's? <laughs> how does that... I, I think that was a joke in um, one of the Serene Force posts about... Uh, uh, we learned the plural of Shez is is something. It's I think it was in Forging Bonds the way they had it. <laughs> so, anyways, it's nice to see them add both. I I honestly didn't I honestly didn't anticipate us uh, us getting Shez in the game. I kind of put it out of my mind since we didn't have any any heroes added uh, when Three Hopes came out. But I I think I think Nintendo's schedule at least for the first half of the year was um or maybe even the first three quarters of the year was kind of all over the place and unconfirmed as they move some stuff around you know so maybe i don't know for sure about that but i mean like i said for me the way the amount of time it takes to get the um 
Brave Heroes uh, designed and implemented in game about fits with the about about the time when the first uh, Three Houses or Three Hopes trailer was announced. So it kind of feels like they didn't give anyone, you know, didn't give uh, Faye any info about Three Hopes coming out. Uh, maybe they were waiting to see how it was, how people reacted to it when it showed up in the uh, Nintendo Direct, and they felt it was favorable enough to be worth doing, or maybe they were just keeping tight-lipped, and they weren't worried about getting a banner out right away. But Yeah, I mean, but isn't it all intelligent systems? Like, wouldn't they, they wouldn't have to wait for the announcement to start designing mm-hmm. heroes. Just like, um, they wouldn't have to if they passed info uh, amongst the company. But I mean, it, yes, it's all intel. It might be all intelligence systems, but it's different, you know, departments. I mean, the people working on, um, you know, Pokemon Go are not the same people that are working on Scarlet and Violet over at the Pokemon Company, or the people work or going to Blizzard. The people working on Diablo are not the same ones working on World of Warcraft. So the people working on Fire Emblem Heroes are probably not the exact same people working. There might be some crossover, but, you know, the majority of the devs are not the exact same ones working on uh, games like Three Hopes and all. No, no, I, I would. So, I, I'm not saying they're the same develop development teams, but I, I, I would think that they would be able to and, pass some along concept art for some of the heroes and stuff. Uh, from, I mean... I think so too, which is why I think that it's likely that we'll get a Alir banner right away when the new game drops, because they passed that info along, and look what happened. There were leaks. Yeah. That's true. And That's also true. I, I feel like they, whether they weren't sure if they were going to do it right away, or whether they did not feel it was imp- as important to get a Three Hopes banner out when the game launched... They did not pass that info along, which is why there were no leaks about it ahead of time, and it took them till now to get the banner out. I could be completely wrong, though. Maybe yeah. they did have the info, and they just decided this was the best time to slot it in. But, I mean, it makes more sense, like with Three Houses, to release the heroes in the mobile game to coincide to boost, you know, interaction between the two. Yeah. Yeah, get get a few people to buy uh, three houses in order to get the new buy list in uh, heroes. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's talk about the last hero because we've got. uh, Speaking of um, Altier, is it? Is that the? Is that we said the character's name is for engage? Alir, Alir, not Altier. Yes, Alir. It's also fresh. Notice that I saw. So we have uh, we have Holst, hero of Leicester, right? Leicester, right? I think, is Lester. how they generally pronounce it. Every time, <laughs> Leicester. Hey, it's not your fault they decided to forget a couple letters in writing their name. Yeah, there's just a lot of a couple extra vowels in there, and yeah. So the uh, I C E, the ice is is silent in there. So uh, Leicester, hero of Leicester. Holst, older brother of Hilda, is the heir to House Goneril, uh, one of the most influential noble houses of Fodlin's Leicester Alliance. 
A wise man and a skilled warrior, he's renowned as one of the Alliance's greatest generals. Holst is a sword infantry hero wielding warrior's sword, which grants attack plus three. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five to unit during combat, grants bonus to attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance during combat equal to the current bonus on each of unit's stats, calculates each stat bonus independently, and inflicts special cooldown charge minus one on foe per attack. Only the highest value is applied and does not stack. Uh, yeah, it does not stack. Being the Grand Hero Battle Unit associated with the banner, he has no new skills, but rounding out his kit is Blazing Light as a special, Attack Slash Speed Ideal 3 in the A slot, and Attack Slash Speed Oath 3 in the C slot. Yes. So Holst is finally realized in both Three Hopes and Fire Emblem Heroes. So they've done it. Finally get Holst. And yes, his skills do not snack. (laughs) They don't snack? That's too bad. Nope, that's what you said first, and then you corrected yourself. That's true. It would be it would be nice though. I maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I didn't eat enough for dinner. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Who um knows? yeah, who knows? But uh anyways, like he's again, you know, this banner uh replicates the look of these heroes very well from from three hopes. Surprising nobody. But um yeah, that's definitely Holst, and he is in the game and he is held his brother. So there you go. Such such a deep take on him. Well, you know what? It's um I was gonna post it to Reddit, uh, just because it was such a such a well thought out take, as you said. Um, but then I decided against it. So sorry, Reddit. Exclusive to the podcast. That's that's what it is. Yes. What what's not exclusive to the com- podcast is that surprise new Fire Emblem game that we got announced. Yes. Arriving January twentieth of next year the 2023 yeah let us head into the outrealm gate because as eddie said and as we've been teasing and alluding to and not really teasing we've been straight out excited to get to this moment to discuss the next uh the next fire emblem game in the main series fire emblem engage which as eddie said is arriving january 20th 2023 so four months almost to the day probably to the day when uh, this podcast goes up uh, in a war against the fell dragon, four kingdoms work together with heroes from other worlds to seal away this great evil. Uh, this is this is the plot according to the uh, YouTube uh, trailer that was released. One thousand years later, the seal has weakened and the fell dragon is about to reawaken. As a divine dragon yourself, use rich strategies and robust customization to meet your destiny to collect emblem rings and bring peace back to the continent of. Elios. So that's just that's just the open that's just the paragraph intro from Nintendo there. Um the big thing here obviously from the trailer that's right off the bat you see a lot of characters that might look familiar to you and the idea there is the emblem rings we don't know for certain but at the very least looks like you're kind of not really summoning like you are in Fire Emblem Heroes but more like borrowing their power I'd say is that sound right? Yeah. Kind of sounds right. Seems right. Um, it's hard to say exactly how it'll work. Uh, there are various things that show, but you're you're skipping over the most important part. Oh, am I? What's that? Yes, Pepsi Chan is real, and <laughs> and there's a alternate version. You can be choose your gender because Pepsi Coon is real, is here, or Colgate Chan, as many are calling them as well. 
you know, and Col- Colgate Coon. <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as phased by the look. I, I think that I don't think it looks bad. Is that I mean, it's I wrong? not the best use of two tone hair. It, it works fine. It's just a little weird. And some people don't like there was a like it. There was a discussion in um, discord about, you know, not being fond of the decision. But that's the decision they went with. And I'll enjoy the game nonetheless. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I know uh, some folks were also talking like the main characters were designed by. So they do look a little different from what we're used to. I mean, still in the same vein of Fire Emblem. It's it's still like inspired by anime. But I guess they were saying that the main design, the main designer also does like a lot of VTuber designs. Um, Okay. personally, I don't really see like that being like a huge connection. But again, like there's definitely like. A, a distinct style going on here that isn't exactly Fire Emblem. Like this isn't a direct continuation of the style used in Three Houses in terms of the character design. I think there's like a slight difference there, um, but it looks but good. They don't always go direct style to direct style usually. So no, they try to mix there, it up. There's definitely bit. connections, but it's not exact. You know, connections every time. Mm-hmm. So. And along with the announcement of the thing, they've already announced that they are getting a uh, what they call the Divine Edition, so a collector's edition of it, which will come with a poster, a bunch of art cards, an art book, as well as a steelbook for the game. I think on the website you can get it a digital version uh, of the game, but you can also get the physical version of the game. But a nice little uh, collector's edition. I'm not planning to get it. I'm just going to get the regular game, but yeah, I think that um, th- this has already been avail- made available for pre-order uh, here in Canada, at least and in the States. And uh, I mean, you know, the art cards are cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like they've only revealed three of them, which is Marth, Celica and uh, Sigurd. All three of who you clearly see in scenes during the trailer. So it makes sense why they only reveal those three. Obviously, we'll be talking about other characters that are hinted at. Uh, we have a trailer analysis from Serene's Forest that we're going to be uh, yes. referencing here. But um, yeah, like it, as you saw in the trailer and you see here on on the poster art, uh, specifically like the character art, uh, you have you obviously have the characters within the world of Elios, which are the main characters, the characters you're going to be recruiting and controlling and and taking into battle. Um the emblems like the characters you're pulling in from other worlds like they're present in the game and i and i get the sense they're present in cutscenes and they're there when it makes sense yes but in terms of combat it looks as though like they help augment your abilities and or class in, like in combat it feels like they're um pair-ups or maybe there'll be ways you sort of learn certain skills because it seems like you can inherit versions of their weapons Hmm. Uh, I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere, uh, but yes, the you'll have a new cast of characters uh, set from that world, like every Fire Emblem, like Three Houses and other Fire Emblems before it. Uh, we don't know how big it will be uh, because there's also the emblems that you'll be collecting. Uh, hopefully it'll be as big as most casts, but who knows. Uh, but you'll have these emblems who, uh, during one of the cutscenes in the trailer, you see them... Uh, standing around in the kind of 
my town type thing or the town type thing or three house or the monastery type stuff where you're walking around between battles. Right. You see Marth standing around and talkable to. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a scene where your character is running up a set of stairs and you can see Marth uh, running up towards what looks like a monastery. And if you, uh, it's in the um, uh, Serene's Forest thing uh, down at Somniel, uh, you see like a castle and up in at the top of the stairs, you can see Marth with his blue glow standing off to the side. Looks right. like he's interactable. Um, so they'll be around your thing, but they're also equipable rings, so you can swap them between characters. Uh, you can grow bonds with them, which will theoretically unlock additional things. Uh, we know of 12 potential rings, possibly more. Uh, we don't have con- the only ones we have full confirmation for are Marth, Selica, and Sigurd, who we see in the trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. But in that trailer, there is a a uh, nice stained glass design similar to what Three Houses did, where you have the Divine Dragon and the Fell Dragon around the outside, and then you have a ring of various heroes with the with Elios in the center. Uh, and people are suspecting, and probably right, because some of them are obvious, uh, that starting at the top with Marth, we have a character from main games and like in heroes uh mystery of the emblems just merged in with marth we have marth selka sigurd leaf roy lynn erica ike micaiah lucina corn and byleth so one from each of the mainline games uh not including remakes essentially Mm -hmm. and that's male byleth and female corn i think yes male byleth female corn uh, no Robin, Lucina gets it instead of Prom or Robin, which feels a little weird to me, but, you know, can tell it's Lucina from her mask. Yeah. Where she was playing as Marth, so. I wonder, so obviously, like, there's there's been a lot of talk in our Discord as well, that this game was maybe positioned as, like, a 30th anniversary, it, it got delayed a little bit. Uh, yep, when they got the leaks back in... June or so, uh, they were talking that it was a 30th anniversary, and with all the, you know, bringing back the old heroes from the series, it kind of feels like it might have been intended as a 30th anniversary game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I, I, I'm just, I'm kind of thinking, like, I wonder, like, how many of these extra heroes are they going to have in the game? You know, like, are we looking at maybe similar to Warriors, where some of the the lesser known games only get one or two characters. Like it's nice that they're giving us one character, at least from this stained glass artwork, one character mm-hmm. from each game. I imagine there's going to be more than that, but I wonder, will they like front load it with a bunch of uh, three houses and awakening characters and then like sprinkle in the rest, or are they going to c- try to be, you know, pull like top three or maybe, you know, not top three, but enough units to kind of spread around. So you don't have <laughs> just a bunch of like uh sword infantry units right <laughs> which yeah there are a lot um, of those and they've already thought of some of that because you'll notice that um uh corin is a dragonstone lucina's wielding her bow um ike has his has his axe instead of the sword ragnell that he normally uses uh so they've already thought of some of that bringing some characters out of their normal 
um, weapon type to keep it balanced. Uh, I think Sigurd tended to be a sword user in his game, but he has a lance here. So mm-hmm. uh, they're already thinking of that to some degree. Um, I don't know for sure. I'm guessing we'll get maybe two or three per game, maybe only one for some of them. I'm guessing we're probably going to get mostly the lords, which tends to be what they tend to go with. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Ephraim, Hector, and Elliwood show up. Um, uh, you know, whether we'll get um, Deirdre, or I would expect Selif at least to show up. Whether we'll get Deirdre or Julia or not, I don't know. Uh, I also would expect Alm to show up. Probably Sita, but once again, not a guarantee. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if all three of the uh, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude show up. But then again, maybe not. I'm mm-hmm. hoping we don't get the full eight-pack of uh, Fates Lords, but maybe Ryoma and Xander. I uh, would expect Krom, maybe Robin to show up as well. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities here. And, and also, like, just DLC alone could be immense. Hard to say for sure, but yes, DLC alone could be immense. But, I mean, as long as it's not just cheap DLC, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I think with the console releases, they've kind of shifted more to see, like, at least Nintendo has lately with the switch they've they've they lean more towards season passes as opposed to the 3ds side where it was like a bunch true. of stuff true i'm just saying you know i guess if part of the expansion pass or season pass or whatever you want to call it is just random heroes added in like they're doing for xenoblade chronicles 3 i'll deal with it but i would hope for some more story to it but uh you know hard to say for sure mm-hmm. uh but we See a couple of the characters you'll have on your team. A young girl named Fram, an old uh, uh, Seth uh, Frederick type named Vander. A young boy with them that we don't know the name of in the trailer. We get the name of Toothpaste Chan or Colt Pepsi Chan, uh, or Coon, I guess, since it's a male version, of is actually named Alir, as we've been mentioning throughout the thing. Uh, we also see a couple other characters named Alfred, Celine, Etty, or Etty. Uh, so this one definitely seems to be very French-flavored. Uh, we see a weapon Alir's using named Liberation. So definitely a strong French, French flavor to this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and cool. A lot of these pictures look like what you would expect for a French countryside. Windmills and flowers. It's what they show in those idyllic French countrysides, older games. Yeah. That's neat. Or older movies. I never caught that until you just mentioned that. That's a really cool. Uh, that's really neat. I like that. Yeah, Louis. You got Celine from yep. Etienne. Yeah. And, yep. Alfred. Uh, and the and the seeming, at least at some point, you're fighting another one of the other countries or another country called the Illusion Country. E L U S I N, I A N. Uh, there's a Pegasus Knight named Chloe we see, or Chloe, with an accent. Uh, but there are emblem rings, which you can see uh, Alir getting one equipped, and he has a bond of six with Marth. And then you see one being equipped to Alfred with a bond one with Sigurd. So clearly you can choose them, and Sigurd gets a um, type bonus, because Alfred is a mounted unit and Sigurd is considered a mounted unit. And there seems to be some kind of... yep. Uh, and there are skills that can be used from them. Um, and there's uh, an engage mode where they can do 
some kind of special thing, and uh, we see Marth and Alir doing it, and they seem to change into kind of a merged outfit in the next attack, you see. With a little Lear with a bunch of glowing wings behind him. So there's that feature. Not exactly sure how all that will work. It's, you know, a lot of stuff shown off. Yeah. It, it reminds me of um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions in how our characters will combine with other Fire Emblem characters. Um, it, it, like, obviously we got a three-minute trailer. Very minimal. There's some other stuff floating around, like some... There's some details on the Nintendo site and and whatnot, but like this game's coming out in four months. You've also got to, you know, incorporate the idea that there's a holiday season in there where there is usually like a gap of no news. But the fact that this game comes out in four months minus that holiday chunk, there's not a lot of time left for Nintendo to talk about this one in, in, in terms of leading up to release. So like I would expect us to get information over the next couple months like a, like much more oh, yeah. information and 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 a good probably a good drop of information in terms of like maybe a uh, a Fire Emblem Nintendo Direct devoted to Fire Emblem Engage. Um, Not sure we'll get a direct, but I'm sure we'll continue to get trips uh, and trailers over the next couple months. Yeah, so. I mean, I just I know Nintendo has been focused on doing game specific directs. They did it for Splatoon. They did it for Xenoblade. Um, True. Maybe we'll get a Fire Emblem Direct yeah. for this. Um, I mean, I personally wouldn't mind another new Fire Emblem Direct and maybe announce a uh, side game for FE4, but <laughs> that's still delusional hopes, you know. Yeah, we didn't get but, that, but I think this is pretty cool. This looks great. Yep. And um, we uh, don't know for sure if there will be more than the 12 rings, but we do at one point see a villain putting on what looks like an emblem ring. So oh. in the trailer, that's neat. They could bring in villains too. I think there's, um, there's, a, there's, I think there's less cool villains to pull from. Like in terms of most of the villains are uh, at least earlier in the Fire Emblem franchise. They're, they're all kind of like, they're kind of one note, like they're Fire Emblem bad guys, but there are some ones that stand out. Uh, I will admit there's some that stand out, but it'll be interesting to see that. I, I think that's a cool idea. Like maybe, you know, I'd rather see them pull villains in than them have like corrupted versions of heroes or something like that. I, I don't think we see what the engage ring or emblem they have. It's just a ring, right? Uh, when, I'm sorry, I missed part of that. You don't see we don't see what do we not? We don't see what they engage with, right? It's just the ring. Uh, we don't see if they actually summon someone or what. We just it's a cut to a guy with black outfit black fingernails kind of a half evil grin half of an evil grin showing you know traditional fire emblem you know villain outfit and putting on a ring that's glowing purple or red it's hard to tell for sure it looks kind of purple but it might be red Mm. but you know sounds like a fire emblem bad guy to me yep but if you look at the big splash screen, you can see Alir, both versions of Alir, Marth on one side, and uh, four characters we see throughout who only Alfred gets names, so they might be representatives of the four nations of Elios, is what is I've been seeing speculated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get you kind of get um, in one of the big scenes where 
uh, near the beginning of the trailer, uh, kind of close up on each of those four characters. So it does definitely hint that they're going to be important. So they might be the four lords that work with uh, Olier, who is from the Holy Land as a divine dragon. And it does seem they've confirmed Olier is a divine dragon and has been napping for a thousand years. So pulling a tiki on us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked to to learn more about this game and and I know the leaks I think uh it just goes to show like when a game is leaked it uh especially in early development um before a publisher or developer is ready to show it 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 doesn't it's never good. I mean, you know, we we see it week every week we see it uh with a new game or or some other leak and whatnot, but I think I think in this case, it's it's good that we we got uh, this trailer. It's good that's coming out soon. Um, we got to see it in in a way that uh, is is a better representation of the final game. Um, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Uh, so we'll continue to talk about it as we get more information. Um, and I fully expect us to bring it up at least once a month because I hope Nintendo gives us much more to talk about in the near future with. Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, one more thing before we go is that our special discussions for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE, we're, we're going to have some special discussions. Uh, we're going to have two of them. We've kind of figured out how we want to discuss it, and and really it is just a, a way to give me more time to, to play because uh, I am still early on in the game. But our first one will be our next episode on October 3rd, where we'll focus on gameplay. And then we'll have another one, our last one, in early November, focused on story. So that's how we've decided to split it up. Yep. And I'll, I'm going to hop back in and re-familiarize myself with it. Uh, but Ryan will probably be doing most of the story because I'm probably not going to replay it at this point. No, yeah. No need to play it again. Watch some, uh, read some, some recaps and stuff, and and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I did play a little bit um, late last year. I, I played through the prologue and a bit of chapter one just to to get a feel for it. Sure, um, surely you finished chapter one by now, knowing we were getting ready to start, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is exactly why I, I think when we were talking about it. Um, in discord it was kind of like we need to set some dates because otherwise if i don't set some dates or some ideas i'm not gonna go i'm, I'm not gonna play it so i need a i need a deadline i'll admit all i've done is hop in and take a look through some of the older stuff or some of the stuff i had unlocked in my old playthrough and um like i went to watch the save videos and found out that oh no these save videos aren't story recaps they're uh Part of the storyline of the game is that you're part of a talent agency. So these are various music videos and trailers for the various things your talent agency gets up to. It's part of your cover for going around and fighting the bad guys. Right. So not not much story in there. There's a bit, but not much. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE very soon on our next episode. Uh, so we'll talk gameplay, and then again in early November we'll 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 revisit the story. And I'm sure some of the story will come up as we're discussing gameplay. It'll be impossible to to completely separate the two. But I but I did yeah. want to give myself and Eddie some more time to uh, to dive into the game because it's one that um, you know it it was re released during the 
uh, timeline of, of this podcast. And I, I know we talked about it a bit, but we, we didn't really give it as much time as we we have other Fire Emblem games. So we'll talk about that one very soon. So look forward to that. But Eddie, that is going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Tralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.